Hey everyone, this is Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, the podcast where we talk about guitars and amps and effects as well as a healthy dose of off-topic discussions. Joining me today again is Blake Wyland, who hosts another guitar podcast called The Tone Mob. And on that podcast, he interviews a variety of artists, creators, and other gear, build- gear builders. But today we are going to discuss Trash Cat Pedals. It's a, it's a new pedal company that has some pretty unique designs. We're also going to talk about new mics, the Black 65 and its outrageous pricing, and for some reason why Blake doesn't like beaches. So let's jump into it. got to stop wasting valuable content, Brian. Oh my gosh, we basically have done a podcast already without even recording. I know. I know. We'll have to revisit some of that. There's actually some, right. some meat, meat on those bones. Right. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, I think I think the, the only logical place to start is why is Blake Wyland so messed up personally? Like let's figure out where let's figure out where where his parents went wrong. Cuz we're talking oh, about a person okay. Who doesn't like tropical vacations? Oh, you want to talk about that? Okay. Well, I mean, well, just period. Like, I'm still, I am still totally floored that you don't like going to a beautiful tropical place, hanging out on the beach, maybe drinking a beer or two or whatever, and just chilling. No, I don't. Beaches, uh, beaches can. I like beaches. Uh, I like them fine as long as I don't have to be on them. Because it inadvertently, I mean, it, I mean, I guess not inadvertently. That's probably not the right word. Like, it's going to happen. You're going to get sand everywhere, and nobody likes that. That's not fun. Like, you know what, sand down your shorts and all that stuff. That's just, that's not comfortable. What are, what are you doing with the sand? I think you're doing the beach wrong. If you're getting sand down your shorts, are you, like, burying you yourself you, or something? You've never been to the beach and got sand down your shorts. Like, that's not, oh, like, maybe never, a, like... Maybe a, a little bit, or something. Mm, and they're usually windy. My, it's windy. It's not even like as nice as people say it is. Is like blowing your your freaking umbrella over, blowing your umbrella out of your margarita, <laughs> and just like <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I, I've I've definitely done the tropical warm thing, and I understand the appeal, but I don't really. I just don't. I'm not into it. Uh. I, I don't care that much. Like there are certain tropical places that I really want to visit, but more because I just want to see like what people are doing. I like experiencing, you know, different things that other than what my daily routine is. And so like, I really want to go to Thailand. That's definitely warm and tropical and all that jazz, but mostly just to like see things like see what, see what people are up to. Well, and eat, I love Thai food. So, uh, but you know, and and then like Australia, I want to go check out Australia. That's obviously warm, and there's there's a handful of places I do want to go. New Zealand, that's another one I'd like to visit. But I don't know, like uh, I, it's just not my not my cup of tea. I'd rather do some. Uh, I'd rather go to like Germany, and like you know, some of the uh, yeah. I don't know. I like. I want to go to Montreal really bad. You know, just I I like. I don't know. I guess I like the the colder climate. I don't know. So you're not much of a Destin, Florida panhandle sort of vacationer then? Not if I had my druthers. No. If I mean if somebody wanted to like send me there on their dime, then I would do it. But like I'm not I I'd rather not pay my own money to uh visit somewhere like that. 
That's so. I'm gonna have to at some point because my wife really likes that stuff. So I'm probably I'm gonna I'm gonna have to, and I'm gonna have a good time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not enjoy it. It's not like I hate it. It's just like, eh. If I'm gonna spend money, couldn't we like go somewhere a little more interesting? I guess is is where where my head's at. All right. Well, you might want to talk to a counselor about that because that's you're just wrong. I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't know another way to put it, but you think you're, uh, think you're incorrect here. I'm also not a big like sit arounder on vacation. Like I'm, I can only do so much of that. Like sitting around on the beach, I'm like, okay, thirty minutes of this is all right. Now what else is there to do? <laughs> so yeah, it's not uh, my, not my cup of tea. I don't like sitting around that much. I mean, you know, a day or so of relaxing is really nice once in a while. I just, I just like to go see things. I like to check out new stuff and yeah. I can understand that. I can understand that. But that said, I do parasailing in Hawaii was super rad. So parasailing is pretty fun. Yeah, parasailing's a um, good time. That was fun. I really liked that. I do recall one time that uh, went parasailing with my wife. Actually, I take that back. I wasn't because you know how they have the, on the parasails. You can get two or three people together. Mm-hmm. So me and my son went up, and then uh, my wife and one of her daughter—I think it was one of her daughters—went up. And my poor wife, she got sick everywhere in the air. It was uh, it was not pretty. The guys, <laughs> the guys who on the boat were like, "Ooh." Oh, oh, we should bring them in right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Reel that winch in. Reel that thing it, in. Yeah, it was not good. So I don't think my wife is a big fan of parasailing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. That makes sense. But anyways, that's the uh, that's the vacation portion of the Chasing Tone podcast. Yeah, why did I we think, talk uh, about that? I don't even remember why we talked about I, that. Because you went, you told me you went on vacation to somewhere cold and snowy, and I asked what was wrong with you. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, well, we just took a, co- a little, you know, just a couple days over Thanksgiving and went to Central Oregon to sit in the snow for a little bit. And there again, like I still like that's all the chilling I could do. I, I was like, by by the the last day, I was like, all right, let's go see something. Let's go find something to see. Like I don't know, it's just just my wiring, I guess. It's weird. It's not. I'm not saying it's normal. It's definitely weird. <laughs> okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. So I, someone, someone had sent a message to the Wampler Pedals page on Facebook, I think, about uh, the Black Sixty Five. Yet again, being sixteen hundred dollars on eBay, I still wow. shake my head in disbelief at that, and would say I would never buy the Black Sixty Five for that much money ever. Ever and as as a guy who's played one and really liked it, I wouldn't either. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it's it's but but to be fair, I wouldn't pay that much for any guitar pedal. So you know, unless it had fifteen hundred dollars worth of cash stuffed inside of it, I would not pay sixteen hundred bucks for it. But yeah. anyways, um, and I I'm noti- I'm keep noticing this trend. Uh, this is from a uh, it says from Japan, so it's a Japanese seller. Um, and in the title, in parentheses, it says one polar pedal. That's one, like the number, mm-hmm. P-U-L-L-E-R, pedal. So I'm thinking, like, what? Is this, like, a mistran... Like, did someone mis- mistranslate the name Wampler as one polar at some point? And then maybe, like, they sold a pedal somewhere that went for stupid amounts of money, and now everyone puts in parentheses one polar pedal? 
I don't know. I would like to know. So if, if any of our audience knows, please let me know because I, I keep noticing it and it confuses me. But I'm yeah, it's not confused. just this listing. It's regular. It's like, and it's not just Japan, right? It's other countries too. Yeah. So I found another one at um, R- Rakuten Global Market, whatever. I'm not sure what that is. It's kind of like an eBay type site, apparently. Okay. And it's a uh, talent booster. It's a Wampler Pedals, one po- Wampler Pedals, one Polar Pedal talent booster booster. <laughs> it's uh, that's just got to be a translation that, thing. That's that's, that, uh, that's that's all that is, right? Whew, that is a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. I, I that is so confusing to me. I don't know what one. It's got to be a translation thing. Yeah, that is strange. Very, uh, I mean, for what it's worth, like I I know that like the Japanese market is. I don't know that much about it. I'm not saying I'm an expert on it, but I do know that that they're they're they pay way crazy prices sometimes for certain things. And I don't know if that has to do with import fees and all that, or if it's just a straight markup, I'm not really sure, but I I've talked to other, other guys in the business and they're like, Oh yeah, our Japanese dealers sell these for like three times what the Americans do. I'm like, what? that's so weird. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, it, it could be, I mean, that's what unfortunately happens to our, our folks down in Australia. They don't, I mean, I don't think it's quite that high of a markup, but they get, pummeled with import taxes so everything's so much more expensive down there for for stuff that comes from the states anyway um i feel bad because i know there's a lot of australian gear nerds that listen to this and listen to tone mob and are in the groups and everything and they're all like oh you guys you don't know that pedal would be like 450 dollars here it's like oh yeah wish we could figure Uh, that out it's almost like we need we need a Wampler Pedals Australia. That's what we need. Yeah. I mean, that is really the only way around it. I've I've yeah. talked to a lot of people and it's like you have to manufacture there. That's like the only way around right. that. You have to, Yeah, you'd you have to there, start a company there, yeah. Yeah, or have a manufacturing facility there or something. I don't know all the details. I'm not going to pretend to know. But I do know. Listen, Aussies, I feel for you. I really do. That's that hurts my heart cuz I know how 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 hopelessly addicted to gear you guys are, just like we are, and I feel for you in a big you know, way. But that isn't that is an idea, and I have always wanted to visit Australia. So, well, hmm. Hey, I, 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 I said earlier, Australia is one of the places on my tropical list, so I'll come with you. The only thing bad about visiting Australia is flying to Australia when you don't like to fly. I'm not a fan mm. of flying. It's not that Me I'm either. necessarily scared. I just don't like being stuck in a metal tube for long periods of time. I don't like to be stuck in, in places like that. I no, like to know I that either. I can pull over on the side of the road and get out if I want to. And that's hard to do when you're flying to Australia. It's, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. I mean, you could go by boat if you'd really like to be an adventurous. <laughs> you get a that's sailboat. True. Sailed to Australia. We'll, we'll see you in about three or four months. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said you like uh, you like the water. You know, hey, there you go. Get get yourself a, a sailboat, the Wampler pedal well, I li- sailboat. <laughs> I like the beach, not the water. That's the other. That's another thing. I will not go on a cruise ship. Nope, not doing it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, well, nope. that is that is one thing. Well, I mean, I would do it again. I would do just about anything. If I'm I'm down to try new things, but a cruise ship has never appealed to me. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up before we get into any of the other topics we were talking about, uh, I have I think I tagged you in in the group about it. But 
we have a listener who is very um, ambitious. A uh, big shout out to Dale Harris and guys go check out his YouTube channel. It's a uh, Dale Harris guitar on Instagram. I'm assuming it's the same on YouTube. I'd have to go pull that link up, but he heard our episode a few weeks back when we were talking about loots randomly and he happened to oh, own a yeah. loot and he made a video using a modified boss metal zone, which was modified by uh, hello sailor effects, UK builder um, and Dale's in the UK as well. And he played a loot through a metal zone for us and showed us what it sounded like. And he used a bunch of uh, TC Helicon pedals to help with the uh, feedback and stuff. And it actually sounded really cool. I was very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> like really cool. I was like, it's kind of a, it's like a 15 minute video. I, I shared like a, he gave me a two minute clip to throw up on my Instagram if you're curious. Um, but yeah, definitely go check that out. He put a lot of work into it and it was a very interesting experiment. So uh, shout out to Dale for that. That was, awesome. <laughs> that was, that was pretty interesting where we had talked about, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, like having a loot with through a metal zone and one of the listeners actually did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was when I was like, wait a minute. Do you mean other people listen to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then somebody commented like the new thing should be we should make re- random requests of the internet for silly things like that and see if the internet can can provide uh, another wonderful video like that. So yeah, if we get any crazy ideas, maybe we should just spout it off and see if somebody's uh, awesome enough to do it like Dale was. So that's all for that. I, st- I just wanted to I give still, that a little plug. I still stand by. I think that someone should create a pedal that every time you hit any note, it is a, a burp sound, you know? Okay. You think so? So it's in key. It's in key, but it is the, uh, the sonic signature of burp. Mm, so it's like a not, Miku, not, but like a burp. Kind of like a Miku or, or a electroharmonic C9 or something like that that triggers a sample. But it's still in key, but it's a sample of a something, in this case, a burp. And... Um, yeah, that's that's the pedal that I'm I'm looking forward to next. All right. Well, we'll put it in the uh, terraform style enclosure, and you'll have all kinds of different burp voicings. You'll have you'll have dude burps. You'll have lady burps. You can have dog burps. You know, like all kinds of burps. And uh, yeah, let's yeah. I actually hope that one doesn't happen. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, and you were talking about you have a new microphone you're using. Oh yeah. Speaking of burps, here comes a what, no, I'm just kidding. Uh actually, yeah, I got these uh, Aston Stealth mics in. And they're really cool. They're made in the UK. Um I've been very curious about them for a really long time. And I was kind of trying to I was going back and forth on whether to get the classic broadcasting mic, the Shure SM7, which side note, when we were recording our album a few years ago. That was the one we auditioned and picked for my vo- vocals, which is why I was leaning towards it so heavily. Um, and also it is kind of like one of the broadcasting mics. Um, but the stealth is kind of built as that too. And that's what I'm talking into right now. And it, but it also is a lot more versatile than that. It has four different voices on it. It's got like a V1, V2, which is like lower vocals, higher vocals. And then that has a guitar mode that's made for recording electric and acoustic guitar. And then a dark mode, which is kind of made to emulate ribbon mics and so it's very very versatile and then it has a preamp built into it that makes it it's a dynamic mic but if you turn the preamp on which is powered by phantom power it makes it behave a little more like a condenser now they might i'm not sure if that's exactly what the goal was but that's 
what it is to my ears. Um, so it's a, I'm very impressed. I've been recording a lot of guitar stuff with it and, uh, and using it obviously on the podcast right now. And I, I'm, I'm going to say, I think this might be one of the most versatile mics I've ever heard of. It's really, I'm very impressed with it so far. So, so how, how would you compare to it to, how would you compare the sound to like, what's it? The Shure SM7. That's like the podcast mic of choice for everyone. It seems like. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's and to me, it's it's pretty close to the SM7. Like, well, if you're in V1, which is what I'm using right now, I think it's pretty close. Uh, in fact, I think it might have a little more. I mean, again, this is just sonically. I haven't actually looked at the sound waves or anything to really know, and I obviously don't have an SM7 here. But I was looking at, I was just listening to it, and when the preamps engage, it sounds like it just kind of has a little more round bottom into it. A little more, a little fuller sound, um, kind of splitting hairs, but that's what it sounds like to me. And uh, I, I would say that I think I'm, I think I would pick the Aston over the over the Sure because you can do so much more with it, and it also gets you in that territory if that's the sound you're looking for. So I'm, I'm hmm. a big fan so far. I need to do some more testing. I, I haven't got to test it with a, an acoustic guitar yet uh, or drums, but. So far, uh, on electric guitars and talking, I'm I'm a big fan. So, more testing to come. But I'm yeah, plugging a big big plug for those guys. I'm really really impressed. Interesting. And this whole time, somebody's uh, probably probably somebody's probably listening to this going, "Your voice sounds terrible. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's that's just my voice. That's not the microphone. Must be that." That Aston mic. Oh, those are horrible. No, I just sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just naturally just I sound horrible. Yeah. You could you could put me in the room with an eight thousand dollar microphone and I will sound even worse because it'll be so much clearer. <laughs> oh so, yeah. I get it. That, that's what that's okay, that. So, so that's what I'm gonna be recording with for from here on out unless I uh unless I t- say different, but that's what you'll be hearing from me for a while. Gotcha. All right, so uh, I wanted to talk about a, I would say a newer pedal company, company in quotes, because it, here's the situation. So my wife, my wife has a couple different smaller businesses, uh, both of them being Etsy style businesses, and so she's on this group. Um, I forget what it's something about Etsy sellers. I forget the exact name, but some sort of Etsy selling group. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the wives had posted how. I said one of the wives. I don't mean like one of one of the one of the women. <laughs> I don't mean that way. I mean like right. w- one of the person's wife who has this business had posted how her husband, you know, her husband had sales overnight, and she was excited to wake him up, and you know, because it was a big deal. Like he'd never sold a pedal before, and so mm-hmm. she was excited for him, and and you know, one to one to wake him up, and you know, celebrate. And so my wife was telling me like this whole story, like it was this big, long thread. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I, I checked out the pedals and they are called, I lost it. Where'd it go? They are called Trash Cat Pedals. Uh, mm-hmm. That's on, on Etsy. Etsy right? So if you, yep. All one word, Trash Cat Pedals. And um, it's pretty cool. So it looks like one, one looks like, maybe is that like a gear housing from a motorcycle or something maybe? Yeah. It looks like, how- uh, I'm not sure what. I'm not a, I, for how mechanical my background is. I didn't do much work on on motorcycles, but it's like the it's like the cover that you would see on the side of an, a motorcycle engine. So 
right. where like then, the logo of the company would go on the engine type of thing. Right. And then uh, another one they had looks like, I think it's an old alarm, maybe no, you know, but like, what would you call that? The, the like a, metal like a, bells. Like a fire alarm. Yeah. Like a fire, like an old green. fire alarm. Yeah. 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 And so, so he's taking these, uh, these unique enclosures and put, put circuits in them and made pedals out of them. So I, it's not the most user friendly. Like if you're looking to, to fill that little one inch by three inch space on your pedal board, this is probably not the thing for you. But if you're looking for something really unique, completely unique looking actually, um, then it's looks like really good work he's doing. I, I haven't heard it, so I, I can't tell you if it sounds good, but I see one's based on a tube screamer and one's on a rat. So, you know, the schematics are everywhere. If you buy a rat, it's going to sound pretty much like a rat, you know? Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I, I was thinking, like, if I was... What would I do if I, you know, I just sold my first pedal? What would be what would be my next move? You know, if I was if I was wanting to go from turning this into from turning this from a hobby to a business, what's the step that I'm doing in 2020? You know, and we've talked about this a while yeah. back, but I mean, in internet years, that was like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, and so much has changed since then yeah like everything has changed since the last time we talked about the pedal business yeah we haven't done that kind of episode in a while and we definitely have gotten some messages and emails on on that like hey we kind of missed some of that which is a little bit surprising but hey whatever you know if that's we we got to give the people what they want last time we got requested an off-topic episode and boy oh boy did we deliver uh, so we'll try to <laughs> no so we'll topics try to get, were talked about on that one. That's right. So yeah, we'll we'll try to get into uh, into a little of a bit of a businessy one. But yeah, in 2019, you know, I'm just gonna say like let's. I mean, let's just take this guy's pedals for example. Um, first of all, it's you, you know you kind of have to look at what your goals are. Like, what do you want to do? Because a lot of people don't want it to grow past a certain point. You know, some people want it to stay on the side. Some people want it to just be a thing they can do at their leisure, sort of, and be self-supporting, like basically a self-supporting hobby of sorts. Um, and some people want it to be their full-time gig, and that requires a different mindset and a different focus. So I think the first thing I would ask somebody like that is, what do you want to do? You know, and you may not know, it's not, it's not crucial to like know right away, but you should sit down and think about like, if you're going to start this business and get into this business, which again is super crowded <laughs> still. Um, yes. And, uh, you got, you have to kind of think about like, what value do you bring to the table? That's different than everybody else. Blah, 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 blah. There's all kinds of questions to ask yourself, but I think the most important one is like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? You know, because running something like what you're running is substantially different than, uh, you know, building 20 or 50 pedals a month and, and selling them out of your house. Both have, I can see the appeal of both, you know, I can understand why one person would choose one, you know, one goal over another. But I think the most important thing is to get your goals in order before you do anything really. Um, because so many people don't do that. And then they end up with something that they're not happy with, in either way, either it's too big, they can't handle it and they're stressed or it's too small and they're not happy because they're not growing. So it's kind of a, a, a important thing to figure out what you want. Yeah, that's good points there. I mean, 
There, uh, there are definitely times where I step back and I'm like, you know what would be cool if I just sold a couple hundred pedals a month and, you know, like just, or maybe even just build a few and put them out on reverb or whatever. Like there's, that, that's, I tend to over, overly romanticize things like that. So I think, right. oh, that would be so great, you know, just to, just to make whatever I wanted, you know, if, if I wanted to make a tube screamer with, um, you know, 25 different switches, I could, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. versus now I need to make, uh, you know, this, this certain pedal 10,000 times exactly the same way. You know, that's, yeah. that's a whole and, different mindset. <laughs> and you're trying to deliver what people want also like, right. Yeah. That's the other part of it. Um, not that it's like, not that it, uh, not that it's not creative. It's definitely still super creative, but it's like, just like you said, you can't just like throw out whatever and expect that it's, that it's going to work for your company. You know, you've got, you've got people to feed. Yeah. There's, there's too many people's lives at stake, at least financial lives at stake to be saying this. (laughs) All right, guys, the next release is, uh, this, this tube screamer circuit and it's eight inches wide and has 20 switches on it. The next release (laughs) is the burp pedal. All right, boys. Yes, the next release is the is the burping pedal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the the Burp Master Two Thousand. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think I think the the going at it like if we were to I mean try to give some sort of pointers or or something to people I think the 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 best thing to do is just kind of assume that somebody wants to you know at least have a sustainable business regardless of the size of it, the operation and I think. Uh, the unfortunate reality is the easiest, most cost effective and, uh, best place to turn in 2019 is still, or excuse 2019 slash 2020 coming up. I gotta, I'm gonna have to get into that mode. Woo. Uh, is still Instagram, uh, which is kind of crazy because as much as the internet has changed over the years, that is still like the easiest, best marketing platform that lets you, that's not completely killing your, your reach, uh, in, in this day and age, at least currently as we record this. So, I mean, if you're not on there as a company, I think that it's important to get on there. Um, obviously I have pretty biased views on that, but I, I still, you know, I look, the numbers don't lie. I, I see lots of data on that stuff across all the accounts I manage and, you you get in front of a lot of people on there. You just do. I know it's not as good as it used to be, and it's more challenging than ever, and more saturated than ever. But it's free. <laughs> it's completely right. free. You can do it with your cell phone that you probably are listening to this on, uh, and that you know never underestimate the power of that. A lot of people will say, "Oh, I just did it. I I'm just doing this with my phone. I'm just doing it." It's like, man, I've seen some amazing things made with quote unquote just the cell phone. Um, my whole podcast my was initially started with just a cell phone and nothing else. Um, obviously, you can hear that <laughs> if you go back to <laughs> 20 whatever, 2015, 2014, whenever it was. You can tell that it was just a cell phone. But still, don't, un- don't underestimate the power of a cell phone. You can get a lot done with it. Basically, what I would tell anyone to do is like, yeah, make your pedals, make them cool, make them unique, try to fill a niche, try to fill a gap that you see in the market in some way, shape or form, and then start creating content around it. And it doesn't matter if it's just a cell phone and keep consistent, like keep very consistent stream of content on as many platforms as you can manage. Uh, I know it gets really difficult, but I would say Instagram is still the place to 
to focus for now. Um, you know, that may be changing with TikTok and some other things, but right now, uh, as we record this, that's still the best place to go for free advertising, basically. I would add YouTube in that as well. I mean, even though well, it's, yeah. it's a dinosaur in the, in the scheme of things, there's still it's still growing, you know, there's still more yes. and more guitar channels. I, and I 100% agree with you that, um, creating content is going to be the best method to get your product in front of people. So much so that I would say creating the content is as important, if not more important than the actual pedal you're making. <gasps> I know. Can you believe 100%. I just said that out loud? But true. that's, that's the world you live in. I mean, I firmly agree that, Companies now should, if well, most of them are, even if they won't really admit it, are focusing so much on creating content and doing what people generally call branding, which is kind of a generic, vague term, but that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's it's um, that's kind of that's how you get to know that Josh Scott's a nice guy because he does a video, you know, does a series of videos on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, and you kind of get a feel for his personality, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's pretty hard to fake, <laughs> you know, yeah. when, when you're doing that over and over and over and over and over, if you're, if you're faking it, you'll, you'll start to see that. Um, so it's, I mean, to me, like that is, that is the way you brand. That's the way you market in 2019. Yeah. You know, Without, you, you just know, and put out stuff. Go ahead. Exactly. Just, just put out content that people want to want to watch, want to consume, want to look at, you know, want to click on, want to like. I, I mean, that's that's just the world we're living in. People, you know, and we keep saying it as as a marketing thing. And marketing has a bad. It sounds bad, right? It doesn't sound like a great thing. It's like, oh, I'm being marketed to. The trick is, you do it. You don't. You don't view it that way. You view it as delivering things that people want to see over and over and over and over again. That's that's what it is. That it's it's so we we call it marketing, but it's not the traditional like used car salesman greasy, you know, greasy schemey type of marketing. <laughs> it's different. It's it's cuz people can smell that now from a mile away. People can tell when that's what you're doing. And and you know, not everyone'll catch on, you know, if that's the type of person that you're trying to be, but yeah, the used car salesman vibe it comes it comes quick which i've been described as that before uh on this very the reviews of this very podcast and i'm like huh that's kind of weird really? cuz i'm yeah 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 <laughs> what, the, what are you i'm curious what are you selling exactly <laughs> well uh i don't know uh apparently i was selling aston mics earlier but i promise you they're not paying me at least not at this point so <laughs> uh i don't know it's kind of weird it's it was a i mean hey everyone's entitled to their opinion that guy didn't like my vibe i get it you know, this is just kind of how I roll. I just ramble. So I guess if that's what uh, I'm, I'm with you. you. Know. Uh, well, you're not alone. There's, there's been many a person that has not liked me as well. Uh, my, my favorite is, <laughs> it generally is more around YouTube, I think. But I honestly, uh, I don't go out looking for, you know, reviews to so I can boost my ego, I guess. No. <laughs> but but there there are quite a quite a few comments on on YouTube about how, you know, I'm a this or a that or who is this guy and why is he talking about guitar pedals? You know, <laughs> who's he think he is? Yeah. I'm like, well, I've I've built a few. I've I've built yeah. a few here and there. But um 
<laughs> but you're going to have that. I mean, you know, there's times that I don't like you, Blake. You know? Well, I mean, to be perfectly fair, there's times I don't like me. <laughs> In fact, that's 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 pretty uh, pretty common a common thing. Like, wow, you you really said that. Okay, all right, you're gonna go, that's what you're gonna go with. You're gonna go with that. Okay, yeah. Mentally, uh, mentally, I pretty much hate myself all the time. So don't worry, don't worry, whoever that was. I'm I'm right there with company. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But no. Yeah, in I, in all seriousness, I think I think that yeah you know it does get misconstrued a little bit like when you say marketing it 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 doesn't feel good nobody wants to think they're being marketed to i don't right. you know especially you know not to put too uh too uh i guess stereotypical of a point on it but us millennials are super sensitive to that for the most part and if you read any kind of uh any kind of research or or anything on that stuff you'll see that that's true like nobody like we want to support companies that we like Right, not companies that are force feeding us stuff. That's that's really kind of a, a I, I mean, and everyone's starting to turn that way. It's not just well, it's kind of it's kind of an icky word that implies that you're being tricked into buying something, yes. you know. Yep. And I mean, I, I would never mean marketing in that way, and it, it certainly isn't intended on meaning it that way. But some people in the past have turned it into an icky, forcing you, you know, tricking you into buying something. But to mm-hmm. me, it's how do like I have this thing to sell, and I think people will like it. How do I how do I get this thing to them and let them decide if they want to buy it? You know, yeah. It's exactly. well, I I can do all the things that we've already talked about. You know, maybe I can jump into the comments of some Instagram pages and get to know some people, and they'll look at my page and see what I do, and send me a message and say, hey, I like that you know, modified tube screamer that looks like a Honda gear cap or whatever. Um, you know, that's, that's marketing at these days. <laughs> yeah. At least when it's done well, you know, there's definitely, the, there's definitely some sleaze balls out there. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that doesn't still exist, uh, in this industry and in others. It's unfortunately yeah. a lot less common in this industry than the used car market, <laughs> but yeah. there's uh, still a few, there's still a few I can think of. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, uh, you know, I think people generally don't respond well to that. Like, look who's like, look who's like killing it right now. I mean, Joel from Chase Bliss, A, the products are super awesome. But B, everyone loves Joel because he's put himself out there. And anyone that's met that guy is like, wow, what a great dude. Like, there are very yeah. few people who don't like Joel. And look at how he markets. He does nothing but create cool content for you to consume uh, and and look at things and, and then make just insane products. That's, that's what he does. I mean, he's doing an incredible job and everybody loves him for it. So right. if you don't think he's marketing, uh, I guess that's mission accomplished. He doesn't feel like marketing to you, but I guarantee you he's not making videos so that you don't buy his pedals. Right. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. He's, he's not, um, he's not deciding I'm not going to put this out for sale anywhere. Cause I don't want to sell pedals. No, I just exactly. want to make them. <laughs> I want to make them and just cost my family millions of dollars or thousands of dollars in parts and whatever. <laughs> right. I'm going to hoard all of them. I want all of them to myself. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to sell your product, whether it's, you know, guitar pedals or glittery cups in or the music. case of my wife's business or mm-hmm. music. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. 
you know? It's a, I mean, that's, it sounds gross to say, but that's what you're doing. You're, you know, streaming, uh, is made it to where like you have to talk people into giving, you know, giving you their time, you know, just like, thank Hey, thank you. Listener. We somehow convinced you that this was worthy of your time. I'm not sure how we pulled that off, but right. We did somehow, but like you're, you have to talk people into, you know, that's the only resource that is, is finite you know, is time. And so by you selecting to listen to your favorite artists several times a week, you are choosing to give that person your time. And that is, as that's the most valuable commodity in the world. So, you know, it's, if you, if, if you got a market quote unquote, to get that in front of people, that's what you have to do. Um, and good art will market itself in a lot of ways, but you still, if, if, if you're trying to be if you're trying to be in that business, you've got to get it in front of people and content is right. the best way to do that. So. Right, like we were, we were talking about the uh, the unicorns, you know, like those like like knobs, for example, uh, knobs, mm-hmm. the YouTube channel and, uh, yeah. and Instagram page. Right. Um, yep. Knobs. Demos. Well, and he's, yep. And he's pulled his mask off. His name's Scott Harper. People people know. That OK, now. I didn't I didn't I didn't know if he was telling anyone his name. So, yeah. Yep. So, Scott, um, mm-hmm. He he's he's like what I would call a unicorn, where he just he just put some demos out for fun, some videos out for fun. People like them, and then companies started going to him and saying, "Let us give you money to do more demos." You know, mm-hmm. it's, yep. And he's it's like he's not like sending emails to every company saying, "Hey, I'm Scott Harper, and I do demos, and here's how much I charge, and I would love to do your demos." Like he's just doing his thing. And people just like it. You know, it, yep. it is different and it's unique and companies love it. And consumers love it. And consumers love it. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know, which is why a lot of companies would go to a person like that. Because once you have eyeballs, then companies look at that as, um, you know, if I want to get my product in front of those eyeballs, I need to talk to Scott. Yeah. Yep. You know? yep. He's the. Uh, Actually, the same day that this episode's coming out, I believe. Yeah, it is Monday, right? Yeah. Day. So same, yep. same, same day. He he is the guest on the the Tone Mob podcast. For those that are curious, he has a really cool story and uh, got lots of lots of things to say. And um, it's the only interview that's currently available on the internet. I know he's done others, but they're no longer they're no longer online for some reason. So if you want to know more about that guy. You can slide over and listen to, to that show after you're done with this one. So that's or, fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually excited about that coming out. I, I wanted to listen to that. That said, that might be too much me for one day. So maybe you need to <laughs> wait, wait, wait till Tuesday. I, I would understand that completely. Well, it's all those used cars you're selling, Blake. You know. Oh yeah. Well, by the way, have you ever seen how fast a uh, 2008 Toyota Corolla can go? I can show you. <laughs> Does it have the leather seats? The leather heated seats, by the way. You can fit so many drums in this bad boy. Let me tell you, you just gotta stack them right. It's uh, size is a kind of de- deceiving. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> only 127,000 miles. We can get it to you for. Low payments of four ninety nine a month. What do you say? What do I got to do to get to get you to take this home today? <laughs> What's it going to take for you to sign on the line? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, gross, man. I hate shopping. Uh, hey, speaking of gross things, mm-hmm. what do you think about that new Tesla truck? Huh? How about that? You know, um, I think a couple things about it. I think that 
Well, that window snafu didn't do them any favors, but uh, you know they'll, <laughs> they'll they'll figure that out. I'm not too concerned about that. I think at first I was like, "Ew, that's horrible looking." And then the more I look at it, because I really like things from the '80s, I, I like I like I like the look of things from the '80s. It, it's nostalgic for me for some reason. That's exactly what that looks like. It looks like it was a DeLorean or something. So I'm like, I'm starting to hate it less and less. I'm like, oh, that's why I don't hate it so much. Is It kind of looks like a Pontiac Fiero. And, you know, I don't mind a Pontiac Fiero when it's got a V8 swapped into the back of it. So, um, you know, that that you know what it reminds but... me of? Uh, do you remember that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Total Recall? There's two different Total oh, Recalls, yeah. but the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you remember oh, those yeah. taxis? In that movie, yeah, yeah, that's what that Tesla truck reminds me of. It does, it does, and I love that movie. So maybe that's why I, I, maybe that's why I don't know. I don't hate it as much as I should. I know that, and I've said this before though. It's no first gen Camaro. That's probably not going to stand. I don't think anybody's going to be looking back on that and going, "What a gorgeously designed cup vehicle." (laughs) I don't think that's going to (sighs) happen. Yeah, it's not a, it's not the Les Paul of of trucks, that's for sure, or a Telecaster of trucks, whatever your flavor I, is. I just, I mean, I know that about the meme with you know, it, it does kind of look like the PV logo for sure, just because it's pointy and you know, eighties ish. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that is not what I expected. Like, I'm just, I'm really disappointed in the look of it. Yeah, I and thought it was gonna someone be who a would buy that look. I mean, I don't yeah. know. So people are definitely. I mean, there's been like 200,000 people pre-ordering them, so some people like it, I guess. But yeah, I was expecting it to look more like a truck. That's that's the thing. I was expecting it to look like a little, like, you know, because the, the other Teslas look really cool. Like, they did a good job with the other ones. They made them look like cool cars first. And this, I felt like they're like, let's go crazy. Let's <laughs> Let's do it. But I don't know. I, I can I get the vibe. I understand what they're going for. They might have just took it a little too far for most consumers' tastes at this point. But we'll see. One thing I can say about it is the specs on it are pretty impressive. And for the price, I'm not saying it's cheap. But, you know, you can get an $80,000 Dodge Ram pretty easily if you were going to... I mean, I would never spend that much on a truck. But you could do it. Like, it, you can spec one out like that. And this one tops out, I think, around seventy which is a lot lower than I anticipated it being considering it's a Tesla. But right. I, I don't really know that much about it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I've um, I've been doing a lot of digging into like 5G stuff. I mean, we're getting mm-hmm. way off in the weeds, so I'll, yeah. I'll bring it back. But um, I find it fascinating how a lot of things that Tesla's doing and other manufacturers in regards to um, autonomous driving and autonomous cars how it's so closely tied to 5G, you know? And there's a lot of infrastructure around 5G that's that's happening right now. And you you know what 5G is, right? I don't know. If yeah, yeah. Maybe others yeah, don't. So it's like it's like um if your phone runs off the internet of some sort like 4G or LTE or whatever, 5G is like the next version of it that's much much faster. What's yeah. like 1000 times faster than 4G, I think. Oh wow! So, I didn't realize it was that much. That's crazy. Um, I think yeah, I think I think the transfer is like four gigs a second or something stupid. Woo! Yeah, it's something wow. crazy like that. Yeah, well, say goodbye to wired internet. Good grief! That's oh, it's crazy. yeah. I mean, it's it's just way quicker. Um, but it's not as powerful. 
well, I'm, I don't want to get too far in the weeds. It's not as powerful, so they're having to make more kind of uh, what's the word I would use? Substation, I guess. Oh, gotcha. To, trans- oh, to transfer the it, it signal. So it's faster speeds, but it's actually it can't travel the same distances. Is that what the deal right. is? Right. Without without making more substations than what you would have with like a 4G network or something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's all fascinating. Yeah. I've I've done very little investigation into this, but anyway. It's all kind of based around radio waves. So uh, man, we're getting really <laughs> really, really <laughs> nerdy here. So let let me uh let me put this in in like uh, like I like to put it fifth grade terms. So it your internet uses radio waves to transmit, not your internet, but like if your modem, your your device, your, yeah. Your, device, yeah your, your iPhone or whatever, it's using radio waves to send information, send ones and zeros. And um, once you get to 5G, those radio waves are a lot higher frequency. And mm-hmm. when they, since they're a much higher frequency, they don't travel as far, which means you need more power to push them out or more stations or both. I got so, you. Yeah, I got you. This has nothing to do with guitar gear whatsoever, but <laughs> this is this is what Brian, this is the kind of stuff I watch at night. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that stupid? Mm. Uh, uh, I did watch Steve, Steve um, oh shoot, I can't remember his name now. Well, me either, because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the YouTube guy, Stevie T. That's his name, Steve Terrible. Oh, Stevie T. Oh, you, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. bringing it back to guitars at last. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I did watch his TVT video last night, though. So I did I did consume some guitar gear. And I've been out, I've been on a freaking Foo Fighters kick for days, man. I've been watching like every Dave Grohl interview that's out there on the information superhighway. You know? Oh, man. That's making me like, it reminds me, I, I need to try to get... A long time ago, I sent an email to uh, Chris Shiflett because uh, he has yeah, a podcast. No, Chris. It's, it's really, really yeah. good. Uh, and I was trying to get him on the show, but that was before I'd really had anyone other than gear builders on the show. And so mm-hmm. I don't even know if he saw the email, to be perfectly honest. I have no idea. But that reminds me. I got to send him a, another email because I would love to talk to that guy. His podcast is awesome, by the way. If you like, uh, If you like... Uh, artists talking to other artists and occasionally getting into gear talk. Uh, yeah, it's a great show. It's called Walking the Floor for those that have never listened to it. Great, great show. I have I have not listened to that one. I have to check that out. It's it's fantastic. I think you'd like it. It's very, uh, he tends to talk to a lot of country and Americana type folks, which is obviously really up my alley. He's 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 got an interview he did with uh, Merle Haggard that's just fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, what's it called check again? Check that out. Uh, it's called Walking the Floor. Walking the Floor podcast. Awesome. Yep. With Chris Shiflett. Yeah, it's a great it's a great podcast. He does a good job. Well, that's all I've got this week, Blake. Okay. Well, you know, everyone, I'm sorry for uh for everything. So And if I'll you t- uh, if you're looking <laughs> if you're looking for a new car, make sure you hit up uh Blake's page no, on used. Instagram. No, used. Only used. <laughs> used cars, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't quite get the sales volume to be a, a, a Kia dealer yet. So <laughs> I'm working on it. Working on uh, it. All right. We'll talk to you all next right. week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com and I'll personally get your email. 
If you like this podcast, make sure to share it with your friends, bandmates, and others into Guitar Podcast. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to simply go to the iTunes store or your favorite podcast app and leave us a positive review. You can also check out Wampler Pedals, which is my company. And, uh, you know, check out check out our new site. We just built a brand new site. It's awesome. Done by Amplify Creative. Great guys over there do great work, and they did a great job on that. So, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Yeah.